sorry, we go to Revelation first. Revelation. We go to Revelation chapter chapter three verse seven. Revelation chapter three verse seven. We read verse seven and verse eight. Revelation three seven. All right. It reads thus, it says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, This thing said, He that is holy, he that is true, and he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. Verse 8. I know thy works, behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. God bless his word. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, um, let's start by identifying um, what are doors. Because sometimes when we say uh, God opens doors for people, we need to understand what are these doors that God opens for people. And when we say God shuts doors, we need to also identify what are these doors that God shuts. Everybody in this world needs an opening. Everyone needs an opening. You need an opening. I need an opening. Even Jesus needed an opening. Jesus needed an opening and that was why the Bible says when he came out of the water, the heavens were opened unto him and a voice was spoken over his life that says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased hear you him. And from that moment, the ministry of Jesus took a different shape because when the heavens open over you, as soon as the heaven opens over you, a voice confirms who you are. And as soon as that voice confirms who you are, and God says, hear ye him from that day, every demon, every sickness, every infirmity, every trouble, heard the voice of Jesus and obeyed. Because an authority from heaven the, the greatest voice had spoken over the life of Jesus. So situations and circumstances had to obey as soon as Jesus speaks. Praise God. So Jesus needed an opening. Elijah also needed an opening after shutting the heavens. He needed an opening for rain to fall. That was when he commanded the heavens to open. And the heavens opened and rain began to come. Every one of us needs an opening. The reason you need an opening, you need an open door or open heaven or open life or open way or open road, whatever road, whatever opening you need, the reason you need it is for progress. So that you can progress from where you are, you can go to the next level. The reason you need opening is so that you are no more stagnated, you are no more limited, and you are no more backward so that you can move forward. Another reason why you need opening, you need opening to go in order for, for you to see the light. Because if you are in a place that is closed, that is covered, you will not see the light. So for you to see the light, that, that is revelation 
there has to be an opening in order for you to have a revelation. A revelation of who God is, a revelation of who you are, a revelation of your identity, of your destiny. You need an opening. When we say someone is blind spiritually, it simply means that this person is in a closed house or in a closed place. So he cannot see his tomorrow from today. He cannot progress. He cannot move to the next level because he cannot see. And when we say someone's life is also closed or someone's door is also closed, it's not just about finances and physical things. Your spiritual eyes can be closed. Your spiritual discernment can be closed. Your, 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 your spiritual antenna can be closed. Your prayer life can be closed. Your Bible study life, your understanding of the word of God can be closed as well. That is why we all need opening. Somebody say, I need an opening. Well, need an opening. So, looking at what the Bible talks about here, it says, I know, it says, uh, I've set before the, um, he that had the key of David, and he opens a door and no man can shut. So, we're going to be identifying two types of doors, because the Bible did not only say he opens a door and no man can shut and stop there, but the Bible also says he also shut the door and no man can open which means God does not only open doors, God also shuts doors. And these doors that God shuts may not just be doors to punish you, it might be doors that has been opened by somebody or something that God needs to shut. So there are doors in our lives that are open that needs to shut. So sometimes we just pray, Lord, open doors, open doors, open doors. Whereas there are some demonic doors that also has to be shut. Because if those shut doors are not shut, then uh, even though you are getting a blessing from the open doors of God, you're still going to be having so much of opposition coming from behind. The doors before you are open, but if the doors behind you are not open, there will be a reputation of what has been happening to you. You see, sometimes when you advance in life and there seems to be a reputation of all the evil things that has ever happened in your life, it's simply because the door of the past is not shut. And because the door of the past is not shut, there will always be a way where the enemy will come through to always make sure you there's a replay of the evil that has happened in your life there was a time you rose and you fell now you're rising again because god is opening the door in front of you but because the door behind you is not yet shut so it means that while you rise again you might go down again while things are getting okay with you all of a sudden something can happen and attack it and you see yourself go back to where god had already delivered you from because the doors before before you are opened, but the doors behind you are not yet shut. So God does not only open the doors before you, God also shut the doors behind you. But if the doors behind you are not shut, then it's a problem. You can enjoy the things God has given to you. Have you been there when you know that uh, there's a lot of money, you have money for finances, finances are there, but there is still one thing that is still repeating in your life. 
is still happening repeatedly in your life. Okay, now, all right, now you have dealt with this other one. You have gone to another level, but there is just one thing about your life. You always see this particular thing happening. Why? Because maybe your mother, I, I said sometime ago, I don't know if I said it here, that how does a door open? A door opens by the first occurrence. As soon as it happens the first time, it opens a door. If somebody, if you are healthy and all of a sudden you became sick for the first time in your life, it means that the door of infirmity and affliction is open. If you were um, excelling or exceeding in one area of your life and all of a sudden something happened, you went down, that door is open. Even if you rise up tomorrow, you need to shut that door behind you or else the same thing that happened before will repeatedly happen again. Does that make sense? So anytime, and sometimes, sometimes it happens with us directly, but sometimes it's a family affair. It's something that happens through the family where your mother was doing well, but she collapsed, and now you're doing well, you're about to collapse. Your father was doing well, but he fell. You're doing well, you're about to fall, because the door has been opened, and that becomes an order. It becomes a norm of the family that everyone who rises or everyone who experiences a level of break through will all of a sudden encounter something that would take him backwards and for some of us that is what we are struggling with you know you're, you're, you're pushing you, you've left the behind you the things behind you and the things that happened in the past you have not shut those doors and you are asking God to open new doors it's like it's like where you you know you you you, you, are, in a, you are in a place where um, you're trying to escape from something uh, you're trying to drive things out of you I say okay like, like, like the rain maybe the water is coming the water is coming from behind you and here there is a lot of water you can only throw the water out this way if you don't close that place where the water is coming through from behind you the water is going to keep coming in the disciples of Jesus when there was a storm and the boat was almost getting filled with water they were taking the water out but they couldn't stop the water from entering but they were just trying to take the water out but they couldn't stop the water from entering. Jesus had to come and deal with the things where the water was coming from. He had to stop it because if the source is not cut off, if that door is not shut, even though you are progressing, you only progress and the problems will progress with you. As you grow in finances, your problems will also grow with you. As you grow in every area of your life, things will also be good. Your problems will also be growing with you. Why? Because you haven't shut the doors that are behind you. But I love God because he's a God who does not only open a door, but he also shut doors. He also shut doors. The Bible says that, um, the Bible says in verse 7, go to verse 7 for me. Go to verse 7. The Bible says in verse 7, uh, it says to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write this thing, say it, he that is holy, he that is true, he that, he that is, he that is, uh, say it, he that is holy, he that is true, and he that had the key of David, he that opened it, he that opened it, and no man shut it. That's the first thing I wanted. Let's deal with the 
opening force. You see, man can open a door and man can shut the door. The door that a man opens, a man can shut. The doors that a demon opens, demons can shut. The door that you open yourself, you can shut it. But God, when he opens a door, the door is unshuttable. When he opens a door, there is just something about God opening doors and I'm going to give you the mystery, the, the, the secret to that in the very uh, in, in shortly. You, you are going to see why when God opens a door, no man can shut the door. It's not just because he just opens the door and uh, nothing can close it. No, there is something God does to every door that he opens and I'm going to reveal that to you. When God opens a door, the door that has been shut, now, now, now let me go back and say, the door that man opens, man can shut. The doors that the devil opens, the devil can shut. The doors that you open, you can shut. But the door that God opens, you cannot shut it. Your enemies cannot shut it. The devil cannot shut it. Nobody can shut the door that God opens. But God can shut the door that you open. He can shut the door that your enemies open he can also shut the door that the devil opens in other words you cannot shut God's door but God can shut your door you cannot close God's doors but God can close your door that shows the superiority of our God that shows the sovereignty of our God that shows the power and the ultimate grace and power that our God has that our God possesses he's a God who when he opens a door nobody can close that door if God opens a door for you and says you will prosper nothing will curse you nothing will make you not to prosper if God opens a doors for you and say you are going to the next level, nothing is going to shut that door. Am I talking to somebody here? The Bible says in Acts chapter 12 that Peter was put in the prison of Herod but when the angel came, the first door opened they opened the first door, opened the second door when they got to the door, the iron gate that leads to the city, the Bible said the doors opened on its accord and you must understand that all of these doors were iron gates all of these doors were powerful for doors, you cannot escape from the prison of Herod. It is not possible. It is not possible for Herod to imprison you and for you to come out. Not possible. But because our God can open any door, it does not matter who, who locks the door. No matter whether it's Herod or Pharaoh or Nebuchadnezzar or Diana or Leviathan or, or, or Dagon or any kind of spirit, nobody can create a door that God cannot open. Nobody can shut a door. I have never seen a door my God cannot open. He opened it and no man shut it. In other words, if there are doors that contains your wealth, if there are doors that contains your future, if there are doors that contains your information, if there are doors that contain the things that you need to know about life, about destiny, God opens that door if the door has been shut. It doesn't matter the level of keys they used. It doesn't matter how professional they are when they lock that door. When God comes 
comes to open the door, he opens any door. He opens any door. The Bible says in the book of Psalms 24 verse 1, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein. When you read down, it says, lift up your heads, O ye gate. In other words, these were ancient gates that were shut that nobody could open. But as soon as a voice was released, the doors were lifted. The gates were open. When Jesus died, he went down to the pit of hell. He went to the gate of hell and he commanded the gates to open and the gates that has been shut for eternity, the gate opened and nobody could stop the gate from opening. Am I talking to somebody here? When God moves in your life, he can shut the unshuttables. He can open the unopenables. When God moves, it does not matter how old the shut gate is. It does not matter how rusted the keys are. It does not matter how bad the padlock may be. But when God decides to open your door, he opened the door and no man shut it. Let me prophesy to you just now to tell you that if there is any door in your life that has been shut by man, shut by a devil, shut by anybody, by the power of the Holy Ghost, the doors are opening now. I say the doors are opening now. Everything that looks like a shut door in your life that you're trying to advance and the doors are not allowing you to go. You try to go to the next level, the doors are not allowing you to go. And you're suffocating in the closed doors. Why? Because the enemy does not want you to advance. The good news is there is no door our God cannot shut. There is no door our, our God cannot open. There is no door our God cannot break. There is no key our God cannot deal with. There is no power our God cannot mess up. There is no demon our God cannot cast out. It doesn't matter who locked the door. It doesn't matter how powerful they are. It doesn't matter their level of authority. When God decides to open your door, he opens the door for you. Somebody here needs an open door. You need the door to open for you. Because doesn't know, you know when you go to the bank, everyone has got the code. There's certain doors you can't just enter until you have the code. They go to the prayer. Even that door, my God can open it. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, my God has the ability to just walk close to a door and the door open. If you don't understand, ask Peter. When Peter got close to the door, as soon as the door sends the presence of Peter, the door opened on its own accord because my God can open any door. There is no door too tight for God. Am I talking to somebody here? There is no door too difficult for God. He can open every door. And when we identify those, we have several kinds of doors. We have the doors, the financial doors. We have the marital doors. We have the relational doors. We have the spiritual doors. Am I too fast? We have the financial doors. We have the relational doors. We have the spiritual doors. We have the health doors. We have the family doors. We have business doors. We have job doors. The reason you have 
haven't seen anything yet is because that particular door has not been unlocked for you. The only thing you can assess is the thing that the door is open. If the door is not open, you cannot. Some of us, we are, we are assessing some doors, but there are other doors that seem shut. That's why we have not been able to assess the door. We've not been able to assess the room because the door is shut. So one door is open, you're enjoying it, but you're praying, Lord, can I just get a glimpse or just get an enjoyment of what is in there? But the door is shut. That's why you can't see it. So all of these doors, if they are shut, you can assess it. God does not take you in there just like that because you're not the spirit. God will have to open the door for you. It's only Jesus that is able to go through the wall when the disciples were together and they were eating. He came through the wall. Jesus came through the wall. He's the only one permitted to do that. Natural man cannot go through the wall. So you need the door to open. If you don't have money it's because the financial doors Shut. Closed. If what, whatever is not, let me tell you, when the heavens opened over the head of Jesus, everything was open. Everything was open. Jesus assessed everything he needed to assess. Why? Because the heaven opened wide and that opened every door that Jesus needed in his earthly ministry. It opened every door door that needed to be open. So if in your life you realize that there are doors, there are things that you can receive rather, there are things you are not being able to get is simply because these doors are shut. If you're praying, Lord, elevate me spiritually. The more you pray to go, the more dwarf you become is because spiritual doors are shut. You read Bible, you don't understand. Spiritual doors are shut. You praise like your prayer is coming back to you. Spiritual doors are shut. When your spiritual doors are shut, you will see yourself. You will know that you're not going anywhere spiritually. You are so stuck. Like I'm preaching now. If your spiritual doors are shut, as I'm preaching now, other people are receiving. They are receiving. But you, you are still trying to understand what is prophet saying. No matter how much I preach in my plain language, you still can't understand because your spiritual eye. Do you know when Jesus resurrected? Do you know? Watch this. Do you know that when Jesus was with his disciples, everything he told them, they could not understand even one. Why? Because the Bible, Jesus was the one that the spiritual realm, Jesus refused to open that spiritual realm so that they don't just get the picture of everything he was saying so that they don't expose him beforehand. Yes, he had to shut some doors so that they don't, because no wonder sometimes tell them, don't tell anybody about this. The reason he was telling them, not because Jesus was against testimony, but because if they had exposed him before time, maybe they would have come to kill him before the time appointed. Sometimes you hear people say, don't tell anybody about this, okay? Don't tell anybody about this. Why? Because the more he told people, the more the Pharisees were going to come and they were going to obstruct his work. And if he's coming to the city, he didn't want people to know he was coming. Because if they knew he was coming, they were going to stop him. So he would tell them, don't tell anybody about this. So the Bible says it was only when Jesus resurrected that the eyes of that when he died or when he resurrected, that was when the eyes of the people were open. As a matter of fact, one time, Jesus, when he resurrected, 
resurrected. The Bible says some guys were walking on the street of Emmaus. While they were walking on the street of Emmaus and they were busy talking and saying, oh, this Jesus was killed. How could they kill our G the disciples? They were just walking and they were talking to themselves and, all, and Jesus came and joined them and he was listening to them and he was asking them, what are you guys talking about? And they said, are you not in Jerusalem? Of Have you not heard about a man called Jesus? That was Jesus was the one talking to them, but their spiritual understanding was closed. It was when Jesus disappeared that their eyes were opened. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there are things you cannot understand until God opens your spiritual eyes. Until your spiritual eyes are open, the Bible says, Open down mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your word. If God has not opened your spiritual eyes. It doesn't matter how educated you are. You will read Bible, you will not understand. Can I get an amen here? So, you need your spiritual eyes to open. The spiritual realm must be open. The financial doors must be open. The physical doors must be open. Relationship doors must be open. Every door must be open. If your, if your relationship doors are closed, your, your friendship with people will only last for one month. You meet good people who want to help you. As soon as they turn their back, they forget you. You call them on the phone. They say, no, I don't know you. But because that door of relationship is closed. Somebody can tell you, I'm marrying you today. And tomorrow they change their mind. And that's not, it's not like something that happened once. It's something that happens consistently. It's an indication that your doors in that area is closed. So if, if money comes into your hands, as soon as money comes, money looks for a way to disappear. Money, anytime money comes into your hands, problems will be more than the money you have. It is when the money is finished that the problem finishes, it shows that there is a closed financial door. When your doors are closed financially, it means that no matter what you do that is supposed to give you money, you cannot get. And even the things that are supposed to give you money, you cannot get. Like a job, like a business, like, like deals. You cannot get those things because that door, financial door, is shut. Am I blessing somebody today? I know I'm teaching good. And I know God is blessing somebody here. Because by the time we say let us pray. Now you can specifically identify the doors that are shut in your life. There are people that are very healthy. They don't have problem with a the headache. They don't have problem with nothing. Their health doors are open. They are okay with their health. But pocket wise they are dry. Relationally they are dry. In every other area they are dry. Why? Because all that doors are shut but only one door is open but I stand as your prophet every door that is shut my God open it now my God open the door my God open the door for you he's the one that open it and no man shut it he's the one that open it and no man shut it somebody say my financial door open my spiritual doors open my physical doors open my relationship doors open my marital doors open all doors of my life I command you open
to talk on this one, I think it will take me another 30 minutes to talk about it. But let me just leave it and go to the shutting the door. Somebody say shut the door. Come and say now say shut the door. Come and say shut, 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 shut the door. You know why when you go to bed at night you shut your door? You know why? Because you don't want criminals to come into your house. You don't want some intruders to come steal your stuff. Do you know why when you lock your car, when you park your car, you lock it and you check if it's properly locked. You know why? Because you don't want intruders to come into your life. So there are doors that God decides to shut so that intruders don't come steal from you. So that the devil don't come take what is yours. Those doors that are behind you, you are busy going forward. The more you gather, you put, you gather, you put, you gather, you put. And now you say, ah, I've worked a lot. Now let me turn back and enjoy what I've labored for. By the time you turn back, everything you've worked for has disappeared because the back door is open. Does that make sense? When the back door is open, you are gathering. You are putting. You are gathering. You are advancing. You are putting. You are advancing. You are putting. You get money. You put. You get money. And you think you are rich. You think you have everything. Now you are thinking, I think I'm okay now. I, I, family wise, relationship wise, finance wise, everything. I think I'm okay. You gather. You gather. You gather. So at the point you say now, I think I have gathered enough. Let me now rest and eat. By the time you turn back, only to realize that a thief came through the back door through the curse that was done through the openings that was happening in your family through the door that somebody opened by reason of an occurrence through that the devil came in and he stole everything and now you are wondering I've been working all my life and I'm about to retire but there is nothing I can really point my hands that I have done with my money there's nothing I can truly say that I've done with all I've labored for now I, I, there's nothing I can truly put my hands upon why because I've been working very hard but the more I gather the more a thief came from behind to steal what I've gathered but you know the goodness the Bible says he shut it there is a sight of God that shut doors the doors that are opened by the devil the doors that are opened by hell God comes in to shut that door for you the door of poverty the door of leakages God comes in to close that door. Ladies and gentlemen, I hear the Lord say to me right now that every demonic door, the doors of evil that has been opened up against you, my God, shut it up now. I say, my God, shut it up now. I say, my God, shut it up now. I say, my God, shut Let's identify the negative doors. The negative doors. The negative doors, number one, is a door of lack. The door of lack. Is a door. It's a door. The door of lack. Number two, the door of gathering and losing. Is a door. Gathering and what? Losing. Gathering and putting in a bag of holes. So the more you gather and you put there, the more they take it from under. Only to realize, ah, there's nothing here demonic doors. Another door that happens is, those are doors in fact, in fact, you as a human being, your natural you, you have even doors. The eye is a door. The ear is a door. The mouth is a door. So we have several doors and those doors must be 
In fact, in fact, for the for the mouth door, God gave us two gates to cover the tongue, you know, so that you don't use it. That's a door. That's a door. And God, God put in put it there and gave us iron gate, which is the teeth, and the flesh gate, which is the mouth, the lips. That's what God used to protect that thing, and that is a very powerful door. So these are doors. Another door that we need to break is the door of rising and falling. Rising and falling. That is a door. You realize you take one step, you take 10 steps forward, but you take 20 steps backward. You are rising and falling. The further you go, the more backwards you find yourself. The more you push forward, the more backwards you find yourself. The more you advance, the more you realize you are actually going nowhere slowly. You are running, but you are running to nowhere. While you are running, you never knew you were running in cycles. Only to realize that all your effort ends up in futility. Because you were advancing, but something was pulling you backwards. That's a door. If there's anybody in your family that's ever risen and fell, we need to pray and shut that door. Praise God. Any bad thing that has ever happened to your family. You see, in families, people don't die. The day one person died, everybody starts dying. Why? Because as one person died, the door of death opened up. That door has to be shut. And you know the good thing about this? When God shut the door, nobody opens the door. I'll, I'll tell you something quickly. Just, just quickly. The, the Bible says, he is the one that open it and no man shut it and is the one that shut it and no man open it now we wonder now what kind of key does god use what kind of that, that that has to be a very powerful key mama that has to be a very powerful key it has to be a key that as soon as he shut it no matter the kind of key you try to put in there it cannot work what are the names of these keys the number of keys that you have here you have some b is it C, eh? Eh? Y7, C9, all those kind of keys. The kind of key of God does not have a normal code. Can I tell you the code of that key? Can I tell you the code of that key? Because that code is a, is a master key. No other person has got that code. Let me show you the name of the key. It is called what? That is the key of David. That is the key that if he uses that key on you, he opens your door, nobody can close it. When he use that key to shut the door, nobody can open the door. Somebody say a key of David. Come on, scream, scream. Say the key of David. Say, Lord, the key of David. That is the key that God uses to open doors and to shut doors. That is the key that God uses to unlock destinies and to lock destinies. So as soon as God closes the door, he puts the key and he locks it. And no matter the locksmith that comes, no locksmith or opensmith or closesmith can open the door that God has closed. Am I talking to somebody here? Because the God knows that if you shut a door, the devil will try to open the door. So he uses the master key. He shuts the door. You know the good thing? When God shuts the door, even your mistake cannot open the door anymore. That your amen is standing on one leg. You didn't hear what I said? 
the bible says when he shuts it no man can open it do you know you can walk to a level in god where even when you make mistakes the enemy cannot hold it against you when you fall the enemy cannot judge you am i talking to somebody here because the door that god locks no devil can open it the door that god locks you cannot even open it feel what I'm feeling in my heart. When God, listen, the Bible said, I'm no man. Let me, can I explain something to you quickly? Let me explain. The Bible did not say no devil. It says no man. Can I tell you why it didn't say no devil and no man? Because man is more than the devil. Yes. Man is more than, you know, let me tell you why. Because your creation was documented it shows how important and how powerful you are but the creation of lucifer was not documented the bible never told us that god took this and god did this and breathed into him he was just there he just came he just came the devil just came lucifer just came so so it shows how unimportant he is that is why the bible says we will judge angels angels are less than who we are am i talking to somebody here i can command angels i mean angels i say angels stay here for the next two days don't go anywhere the angel will stay here why because i have been given a level of authority jesus died for me he did not die for angels any angel that rebel cannot be forgiven but i can fall several times and rise again because i am superior to angels so if the so if God says no man can open it he did not say no devil because he knows that if man cannot open it even the devil cannot because man is greater than the devil does that make sense so it means that when God shuts the door not even the devil no demon no angel nobody can open the door that God shut in other words they can come to accuse you they can come to say all manner of evil against you he cannot walk because when God shuts the door nobody can open it even you cannot open the door that God shut in other words even even in your mistakes watch this you know why every little mistake you do there's problem you know why any little anybody in your family does any mistake there's problem is because the key of david has not shut it some bad thing happened to a member of family it has affected everybody it starts going everybody everybody in your family one person is dying of diabetes the other person the other person the other person the other one died of cancer the other person the other person the other one died of accident the other person the other person it starts happening to everybody it's because god has not shut the door when he shuts the door, as soon as you pray and he uses the key of David to shut the door, no matter what happens, he shuts it. It's him that will come tomorrow and say, let me open it. He's the only one that can open the door, not devil. He's the only one that can open the door, no devil, no man can open the door that God shut. Does that make sense? When God shuts the door no witch no wizard what 
What's their rank in the realm of the spirit? No matter, even if they are principalities and powers, they cannot open the door that God has shut. Somebody say amen. With the key of David, I'm, I'm about to finish. Go to verse 8. Go to verse 8. Let me show you something. Verse 8, verse 8. Verse 8 says, I know thy works. Behold, I've said before thee, Kabodesh, Labina Kanaida. In, in, you know what God did? What he does is that in verse 7, he tells you how much, how powerful he is that don't worry about any door because with doors, I specialize in doors. So I, I can, I can, I can shut and open. But you know what I've decided to do? I've decided to open. He says, I can, I can shut your door, but don't, don't be afraid because for me, I have decided to do what? Open your door. That's what he said. He said, I have sat before thee. This one is no longer a prayer or prayer request or intercession. He's telling you that I have. In verse 7, he's showing you his capacity. In verse 8, he does it. Does that make sense? He's telling you that don't worry, I can shut doors, but I have opened that door. Nobody can shut it. So your doors are open. But you know what? The Bible says open door. Not doors. One. I've told you there are several doors. I'm going to show you something. Several doors. But you know what? God does not open all the doors. He opens one. And you know the door he opens for you? The door God opens for you is the door that I call spiritual authority door. And that is the door that qualifies you to unlock other doors. Okay, I'll show you something. Matthew chapter 16 verse 19. Matthew 16 19. Let me show you. Let me show you something. Now, look at me before the scripture comes up. Look at me everybody. Before the scripture comes. God is too busy. To keep up. I heard somebody say God is such a gentleman. He keeps opening doors for me. God is too busy to be opening doors. He has decided to give you the keys to do it yourself. That is why he opens the first door. He opened the first door for you. Now he said, now whatever you want to do, do it now because the door is open. Now you can do whatever. So in verse 19 of Matthew 16, he said, and I will give unto thee the keys of what? Somebody talking about keys of what? Listen, if the Bible uses the word keys, it means it's not only one door. It's not only one door. It means there are several doors, but God opens one, and that one is giving you the keys. Say, so take this bunch of keys. With this bunch of keys, you can unlock any door that you want. Any kind of door that you want. God says, I won't be coming there all the time to do it. I hear people always pray, Lord, open my door. No, that's a wrong prayer. The key has been given to you. You command the doors that you want to open to open. Because God says, I have already opened the door for you. So the ones you are not being able to assess, is simply because you have not maximized the use of the keys that have been given to you. You have not been able to use, utilize the keys that God has given to you. And that is why you are still stuck. You are still locked. You are still incarcerated. You are saying, Lord, come and deliver me. Come and go. Go. 
does not come. God wants you to use the master key, the key of David that he has already given to you. That is the key of the kingdom. Can I tell you why it is called the key of David? Look at David now. David, David was a mess, but his enemy could not kill him. Key of David. David made all the mistakes he made, but the enemy could not destroy him. You know why? Key of David. That kind of key, if you have that kind of key, eh? you will go on dangerous ground. Nothing will touch you. You will, you, will, you, will, you, will, you will go to places where people go and die. You will go and come out. No matter how dangerful that place is, you enter there, you come out unscratched. That is what is called the key of David. The key of David is the key of continuity. God said unto David, everybody, your son, there shall not lack a son in your house that will sit in the kingdom, that will sit on the throne. In other words, after David, it was Solomon. After Solomon, it was Solomon's son. He continued like that. There has to be continuity. So if you have the key of David, it means that your dynasty will not end. It means that your reigning will not end. After you somebody else will take over. A dynasty can end. After you, somebody else will take over. Somebody in your family. He does not have to be someone elsewhere. If you are operating with the keys of David, somebody say continuity. You continue. You don't stop halfway. That's the key of David. The key of David unlocks us. What does what 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 did Jesus tell us we we'll do with the keys? What did he say we we'll do with the keys? Okay. What a key. That's exactly what Jesus says. In Revelation. The door he shuts, nobody can open the door, he opens. So anything you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth is he's simply the same key. Jesus said, That is the key that I'm giving to you. So we all we all have the key of David. We all have the keys of the kingdom of heaven so that we can, we can bind things at will. Bind things at will. Let me show you something. Do you know it is easier to bind a demon than to bind man? Yes, you can't. Because God, has not, God did not give us an open authority to bind man. He gave us power to bind demons. He said you shall cast that demon, but he didn't say you shall cast that man. But you know what? When you grab the key of David, eh, and you know how to use the key of David, you can bind any man. The Bible says in the book of in the in the book of Isaiah, chapter 61, he said, You they shall bind princes at will. They shall bind people. In other words, there are people that could be a boss, there could be somebody who is stubborn, who does not want you to progress. You can bind that person. You can say, I command you from today. In anything that concerns my matter, you will not open your mouth again. Because anytime you sit in meeting, he's always on your case, always asking you questions just to just to destroy your image. You say you, say, you call him in the middle of the night, you, and he says, Come, 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 come here, come here, come here, come here in the middle of the night. You call him by name. Don't call him Mr. or Sir. No. When in the realm of the spirit, don't do that. You say, Come, come, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. You know, you, I command you. Anything that concerns me from today, if you sit in the meeting, when they are talking about you, will shut up until that meeting is over. Okay? In Jesus' name, I shut your mouth. Try it and see. The man will come like a robot. 
whole meeting he will not talk why because you have used the key of david upon somebody because you understand your authority it is possible to have a bunch of keys and you are outside and you can't assess the house because you don't use it that's the problem you are busy crying. Lord, please come and help me. Lord, please come and open the door. And God is saying, what are you talking about? The keys are in your hands. The key to wealth. The key to divine health. The key to prosperity. The key to breakthrough. The key to wealth. The key to marital doors. The key to everything you need. The key is in your hands. Use it. Hey, can I tell you what these keys are? Let me teach you. Let me teach you about these keys. These keys are not necessarily when you go and say, I use the key of David. I open it. I open it. That could be it. But I need to tell you the exact meaning of the keys. Now there are doors that you approach. Those doors only require praise and dancing for the doors to open. You didn't get what I just said. There are doors that require prayer. Jesus casted out a demon from a guy. His disciples came. They tried. They shouted, Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire. Come out. Come out. The demon refused to come out. When Jesus came, he said, come out. The demon came out. They went to him and said, Master, teach us. What key did you use? Which of those keys? Jesus said, this kind goeth not except with the keys of fasting and prayer. In other words, you need to understand what kind of key do I use for specific door. Paul and Silas, how did they unlock themselves from the prison? They sang and they prayed and the doors were open and the prison gates were shaken and the chains cut off their bodies because they understood the proper key to use. It's not every situation that requires prayer. Some of them require just worship. Jehoshaphat was going to fight. What did the Lord say to him? The Lord said, keep all your sword. Keep your sword. You don't, this one, you need to use the key of worship and praises. And they were praising and praising and praising. They praised for like 24 hours. When they got to the camp of their enemies, all of them were all dead. Because while they were praising God, the Lord sent ambushment. The Lord went to the camp of the enemy, slayed all of them. They all died. They didn't have to fight because they utilized the key of praise and worship. When you, when you use the key, when you use the key of praise and worship, you can unlock doors. There are some keys that sometimes God will tell you, no, don't do this, just fast. Okay, don't fast, use scriptures. Okay, don't use scriptures, just worship. Oh no, don't worship, go into this. Okay, give. Just, just, just give. Just plant a seed towards that and that will open that door for you. Those are keys that God gave. Those are keys of the kingdom. The Bible says to the people of this world, is given in parable, but to us that are people of the kingdom, he said the secret of the kingdom is with us. For the secret things belong to them that know the Lord. The Lord God will do nothing surely. But he reveals the secret to his servants the prophet. God would have to open your eyes. To show you the exact key. To use. To unlock doors that have been shut. So 
when you pray, Lord, come and open my door. It's, it's, very, it's very boring. God, God there's some prayers. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says this is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything in his name according to his will. There are some prayers God will not answer because it's not according to the will of God. So when you want God to unlock those, start praying specific prayer. Lord, my, my teacher said I have dull brain. With the key, I unlock my brain. Lord, the banker just told me that the banker is coming to take my house. Lord, I unlock. You You know, you can lock it. You lock it. You say, I lock this door. They will not even call me anymore. I lock this door. My car will not be taken. My house will not be taken. With the key of David, then you go into worship. You just thank God and dance without music. Do you know when you dance without music, God enjoys it and the devil is confused. When you just dance because you feel that God is about to perform an incredible miracle in your life. You just dance with that music and your children begin to laugh at you. They say, Mama, what is going on? You say, you don't have an, an understanding of what God is doing in my life when I think of the goodness of God and all he has done for me. My soul rejoice. My soul will make a boast in the law. When you know there is no music to your ear, but there is a music in your soul. You just dance and just praise God because you know that the deliverance is confirmed. an idea in your spirit and it tells you this door requires this key I've been, I've been in a place where I'm casting, I'm trying to cast out a demon the demon is stubborn and, and I'm asking no, no, what do I do, the Lord just drops a key said with this key, you know you just take water, sprinkle on him and that's it or take this one, do this one, as soon as the key drops and I use it, it happens instantly, do you know why it's difficult sometimes to get results it's because we try to use the key that is not fitting the door praise God, praise the Lord we try to use the key there's a house on the on the on the on the city. Uh, uh, we have the bunch of the keys. So anytime we get up, because we're not very, we don't know which key is which key. So we have to just keep trying and keep. That's what a lot of us are doing. You just try everything. Just try which one. Which one will unlock this thing? Try. That's what we take time. But when God gives you a specific word to address any door that is shut or any door that is open on how to do it, what just with one word that can seal, that can confirm, that can do everything that you have been struggling to do for years. You need a key. You need the keys of David. Lord, I, I don't want you to open doors anymore. Give me the power to unlock the doors myself. Does that make sense to somebody? You just need that power. I'm telling you, you need the power to unlock doors. When you're going for the interview, you unlock it. I, am I talking to somebody? See, it, it, you see, you think you think God will be angry? God will not be. God will be happy. He will be more than happy that you are going to somewhere. You're not saying, Lord, please, can you go open it for me? You are going. You say, Lord, okay, I'm opening it. Archbishop Benson in the house, when they told him that witches were coming to a city to hold to hold uh, to hold a world convention of witches, and the witch, the wizard, the head of the wizard came and said, "Not even God can stop us." He said, "You are right. God does not have to come down to stop you because I'm here. I'll stop you myself." 
Because he has given me the key. God is busy with other things. Me, I'm going to stop you myself. He has given me the authority to stop you. I don't have to worry him. Do you know why he has given us the blood? He has given us the blood to use it. The Bible says, and they overcame. They had to use the blood. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the words of the testament. What does it mean by the words of the testament? They began to declare the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. That's the testament. The blood, the blood, the blood. And the blood worked. So you need to know that God has given you the power to use the blood of Jesus. You have the power of attorney to use the blood of Jesus and it will work for you just like Jesus would use it. I'm trying to preach something into somebody. That is why you just know. You wake up in the morning. Let me tell you. Can I tell you something? I, I, I said in midway this morning. There are, there are people. Watch this. Because, because you have not generated enough heat. Alright? You have not. Do you know that? Do you know during summer, winter. When you get into your car. And you put on your AC. It does not get warm immediately. Yes. It doesn't, you know why? Because the engine is not hot. Yes, the engine will have to get hot before it can start bringing in some heat. You know why? The same way some Christians. Some Christians, before, before you can break into the realm of the spirit to command things to happen, you have to generate some heat of prayer. Generate, generate, generate. But some of us, we are living generated already. Hot anytime, any hour, as soon as we say fire, it happens. We don't have to generate heat anything because we're already generated inside. What I said now doesn't make sense. It means that there are some Christians you need to build yourself to a level where only one word. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, try to conjure, 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 conjure before something happens. No, only one word. Elijah woke up one morning. He was Elijah, Elijah after having breakfast. Elijah did not fast. After having breakfast, his stomach was big. He was even burping. When he came, he told Ahab, he said, according to my word, there shall not be rain nor dew for three and a half years. He locked up the heaven and put the key in his pocket and went home. He didn't have to fast and pray for that thing. He just put it in, locked it, and that was it. He said, why? Because this man carried the heat inside. He did not need to generate heat in order to command supernatural happenings. He just came and spoke. He said, he, he told Ahab, he said, according to my word, not God, though, my word. In other words, I've generated so much heat that when I speak, it's like God speaks. You carry the keys of God. There is no door that is too complex for you. No door. There is no code that is too complex for you. You can unlock any door. You can open any door. You can achieve anything. Let me show you this. Then he says, whatever you do what? You shall bind. Listen. He says, what? 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 <laughs> she don't understand. Somebody said, what? So. Ever. It means anything. Lim unlimited assets. Anything. You bind on it. It's what? Bound in heaven. You know, that was, God is saying, 
Do you know that God does not act? God doesn't act. Can I tell you what God does? God reacts. He doesn't act. He only reacts. God reacts based on your action. If you don't act, the Bible says surely the Lord God will do nothing. But he reveals the secret to his servants, the prophets. God does not act until you act. He can only react when you act. So he said, whatever you do, what bind here on earth shall be what bound in heaven. Come on, what a privilege. What, what a privilege. It means that anything I'm doing here, heaven is hearing it. If I say I bind you here, heaven says, what, what is it? Okay, okay. Put, put the key, put the key. Lock it, lock it, lock it. She said this one must not continue. Lock it. It's finished. Come on. Can I tell you something? What's this? Mama, if I arrest you now, Eh? If I come and say you're under arrest, as a policeman, I arrest you. Without giving the authority or the warrant of arrest from office, do you know that I can be arrested? Because it is illegal. I just come on my own to arrest you. Why? Because I don't have the authority from above. So the Bible says, whatever I bind here, the authority comes from above. So anything that is locked from above is serious. If you are locked just here in one small police station here, they can just come and bail you. But if your case is a national case, they can't you can't just be bailed like that. It's a, it's a complex one. The same way, if your case is, the docket of your case is in heaven. Right now. If heaven has your case, it's a problem. No matter what you do. That's what the Bible says. Whatever you bind on earth, it shall be bound in them. In other words, the moment heaven agrees with it, it is done. What would you do if you knew that anything you do, you, you bind will be bound? What would you do? No, if, if God comes now, God comes to you now and says anything you bind now will be bound, what would you do? You say, Lord, wait. You take your chair, you sit down, say, Lord, a lot of people I need to bind. A lot, a lot of things I need to bind. Lord, you will start counting. You can even do from now. The same way it is now. You don't have to see God face to face. He has already told you that whatever you bind on earth, the Bible says forever, oh God, your word is settled in heaven. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, the word of God is quicker and more powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is authentic. The word of God is infallible in nature. The word of God is unbreakable. If Jesus says it, you gotta believe it and that settles it. The way it is in the Bible is as powerful as when Jesus is talking to you. Whatever you bind. Do you know if they say they are coming to possess your house tomorrow, all you have to do is just bind them. Say in the name of Jesus, I bind you. I bind you. I bind them. Just keep binding. They said they will fire you tomorrow. Just bind them. I bind you. I bind you. I bind you. I bind my boss. I bind my boss. I bind my boss. I bind you. I bind you. I bind you. You will not talk nonsense anymore. I bind you. Eh? I'm telling you. See, we Christians, we don't understand the privileges we have. Pastor Rama, you can bind. 
whatsoever you bind on earth shall be what? Bound. Let's go to losing. Then we pray. Whatever you do, what you lose on earth shall be what? Loosed in heaven. Now it means that if there are things that are bound by hell against you, if your money is tied, if your house is tied, your car is tied, your destiny is tied, your future is tied, your children tied, your family is tied, your life is tied, your health is tied. The Bible says as soon as you lose it, heaven will put a stamp. Bye. And that's it. As soon as heaven puts a stamp on it, that settles it. Whatsoever you bind and lose. Try it. Let's, can we try it this week? Can we try it this week? Let's try it. Let's put it to work. Because if you don't put it to work, it will not work. You may, you may have the key, the key to a powerful Mercedes Benz, but that Mercedes Benz will not drive on its own. You have to go and put it and use it. If you don't use the key, it will not work. Can we use it this week? Can we use it? No, you, you will just, you will just every day, every day, at least for one hour every day, you bind things and you lose things. Can we do that? Every day at least, at least for one hour. You, you, you bind, you take like 30 minutes to bind and take 30 minutes to lose. Alright? You bind the things, you bind the bindables and lose the losables. You say, Lord, I bind this one. Lord, I bind all of them. Mention them. Let's do it for one week and see what God will do. If there's anybody that is busy running their mouth against you, you can that at work, if there's an allegation against you that is supposed to make you lose your job, do you know that you can disintegrate that, 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 that uh, accusation? You can disintegrate it. You can scatter it. If there's anything that is going on, like a rumor, God, you can disintegrate it. You just scatter it. Why? Because you have the keys of the kingdom. Do you know that key? Do you know, do you know what that key does? That key is so powerful, it can do anything you want. But you don't use it the wrong way. Because if God is not in it, it do not work. You use it according to the will of God. Lord, I lose my job. Don't say, Lord, come and lose my job. For what? He has given you the keys now. Lose your job. I lose my job and I draw it to me. I lose my health and I draw it to me. I lose my money and I draw. I lose my contract. I lose my business and I draw it to me. When you do that, the reason I say we should do it like one hour every day is because the first time you start doing it because the spiritual realm does not recognize your voice. So they are like, who is talking? We don't understand this voice. <laughs> you know some people say, I prayed, nothing happened. It's because they did not recognize your voice. No, but when I'm telling you it's true, they, they, it's, it's like you take your fingerprint, you put on the door, it refuses to open because they don't recognize. You have to register your voice. So when you do it the first time, it's strange. You do it again, okay? You do they get, start getting. Then the last when you do it, boom, it happens. Praise God. So this week, thirty minutes binding, thirty minutes losing. Anything you want bound, you bind. Anything you want loose, you lose. Can we do it this week? All right. Let me pray. Let me say this. Then we then we pray. Now the Bible says, "I have set before thee an open door." Go back to that scripture. Let me say this. Go back to that scripture. Revelation. Revelation, I think chapter 3 verse 7. Let me show you. Show me, put verse 8. Verse 8. 
I'm just showing you that. All right, verse 8 says, I know thy works. I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. Now listen. <laughs> this is God. This is grace. Pure grace. For thou hast what? He said, I know that you don't have power. So, this one, I've just opened the door. Enter. Now, take advantage of the grace. Unlock doors and open doors. And has kept my word. You have little strength, but at least you have tried. You have had, but you, you just want to please me. You want to do my will. I know your, your strength is weak. Sometimes you can't even pray. Sometimes you're tired. Sometimes you're sleepy. Sometimes you're, you're drowsy. You can't, you can't pray and all that. God said, I know, but as long as you have kept my word and has not denied my name, I have set before thee an open door that no man can shut. Somebody say, Lord, I believe you for my open doors. I thank you for the bunch of keys of the kingdom of God. From today, I will unlock doors, I will open doors, and I will shut doors. Amen. You know, you can, you can open your mouth and say, from today, every aperture, you know what is an aperture? Every aperture of leakage where all this nonsense comes through, I patch them. I close them. So any bad things that is always when I'm about to see good. You know, Paul says, when I'm about to do good, then evil is present. Evil. Close that door. You know, you know why you know why that you know why those things happened to Paul? Do you know why those it was because of his past? All the nonsense he did. So they were coming to catch up with him. Oh, he, he a miracle. Before he grabs the miracle, it has meandered, it has disappeared. Why? Because of all those doors that he that were opened. But when God shut the door, in Romans chapter 8 verse 1, he said, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk after the flesh but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, wherewith it was weak, but God sent his son and the son of God came and powered me up to do what normally I cannot do. Ladies and gentlemen, you can use the key to get any result you desire. Can we use the keys right now? Can we use the keys? We're going to unlock doors. We're going to break doors. We're going to open doors. And these doors must be open. And let me tell you, lastly, let me tell you how to keep the door open. Apart from the fact that if it's the key of David, it must stay open. When you open the door, say, I command this door, no man can shut you. No demon can shut you. No natural occurrences can shut you. No system can shut you. No demonic power can shut you. No ancestral mistakes can shut you. Done. This week, for one hour, that's what we're going to be doing. You open and you shut. Open doors, shut the other doors. Open doors, shut the other doors. You say, Lord, thank you. If there's any person who is into alcohol in your life, in your family around you, shut that door. Maybe it was coming from their great-grandparents. So you have to shut it. Say, Lord, I shut that door. 
My children will not be alcoholic. My husband, my wife will not be alcoholic. My uncle will shut that door. I'm telling you, when you do it, you'll be, you'll be so surprised that some people that are into some of this bad habit, they will come out of it. And you'll be shocked because the door is shut. Can we do some shutting right now? Stand on your feet and move. Are we ready? Are we ready? I want you to start start thinking of the door to shut right now. Start thinking of the door to shut. Start thinking of the door to open. I said before you and open door. Start thinking because we're going to be shutting some things now. If anyone has ever bewitched you before, you shut that door completely and that will be all. With the key of David, ah, you shut it, it stays shut. <laughs> 